0: Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to My Team, My Voice with MTMV Sports. And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card Your man, the myth, the legend, the voice. And when I say it's that time, you know, quarter past six every Tuesday. That's the time that you've been waiting for. Why quarter past? Because we just do it like that. We're different. So uh, we thank you for being different and rocking with us. One thing that is consistent is in the opposite corner. Mamano my know my verbal sparring partner. The, uh, see, I started to uh, to say something, but I'm not gonna do that. I'm just going to call him uh, by uh, his given name. It's the name that I gave him. Uh, I've given him many, but I'll go with the one that he is most fond of. The Iron One, Wildress rough What's up, Ruff? I'm here,
1: man. I'm here, here. and it's it's, it's it's smoke and fire, for I'm here for all the smoke at all times um i appreciate you not calling me the butcher because I, I felt it my spirit felt that she wanted to say the butcher but well, it's all good because i'm not even worried about it oh, ladies and gentlemen i'm here with the man the myth the legend you see the shiny halo on his forehead but it's it's really not a halo with simple lighting the voice How are you going today
0: oh man uh today has been a day i was out much of the day due to uh, some respiratory things, so I'm, I'm just, I'm glad to be here.
1: Well, I'm glad you feel better. Uh, you know, Make sure you take it easy. Um, but we got an incredible show for you today. Uh, we're going to get into some UFC uh, 283, Eubank Jr. versus Smith. Uh, but before that, we're going to get into K.O. and Low are so, You ready? Yes, sir. All right, let's go ahead and get into it. Now, one of the biggest news pieces in, uh, combat sports is Francis Ngannou is officially a free agent. Now, this is happening. This is John Jones returning for what many at hope to be, would be a super box. Now, Francis was actually uh, interviewed today. He said he's actually aiming to have two fights this year, starting in July. Now, possibilities are currently uh, being worked out for Ngannou so because he didn't have exactly who he would be fighting. But his gut feeling is that he'll get some of his, his long-term desires to be met, including his professional boxing match. However, it won't be with the PFL. So despite the uh, image that actually went viral uh, with his mother uh, recently seen wearing a BFL shirt, Ghanem said that it was purely a coincidence. Um, he stated that competing in the organization is an option, though. So we'll definitely see what's going to happen. What are your thoughts on that, and the return of John Jones and Dana White's comments uh, about the money that ain't gotten turned down?
0: Um, it's so interesting because um, I got a chance to listen to Francis's, or at least a portion of Francis's um, interview with Ariel Helwani today. We're recording this on Tuesday, as is our custom and in that interview today he spoke about a number of things um specifically just some of the sticking points because he said it's not about the money you know they keep saying all oh, the money the money the money it's all about the money and errol even asked him like hey you know brock got about eight so you know uh, where they is what they were offering you gonna make you the highest who's like against yes, john maybe so you know, it sounds like money-wise that you know that may have been there. He said, but it wasn't about the money. It was he did not do it due to principles. Now, I, even before this, I heard him say that it was like you know it's just I, I would be selling out if I took this deal. And he spoke about some of the things that he was looking for. He uh, and he said I asked for a lot of things and I didn't expect to get all of them. I just expected. Some kind of consideration, some kind of acquiescence on their part to say, Okay, well, no, we can't do that, but we'll do this. But they were like, No, that's not how we do business. You know, you ask about sponsorship stuff, nope, health insurance, nope, a fighter advocate, nope, it's like everything you're asking for, no, here's the money. It's like you can pay for your own uh insurance with this. It's like, okay, that's me, but what about the guy who's just starting off at 10 and 10? They can't afford insurance, you know, he's like, I, I'm asking about this not just for me but for everyone so uh, he seemed extremely happy in that interview said he understands how the UFC moves and it was definitely his desire to re-up you know because he wanted to fight John he wanted to fight A again and then probably fight John once more but the UFC's stance their um, unwillingness to to even make any kind of moves is what caused him to go his own way and you know he even said he was willing to fight because he was looking for a three fight deal he's willing to fight those three fights and then try to box Tyson Fury after that so you know he was really he said I, I kept compromising I kept you know thinking about compromises but I just I can't give any more I you know I gotta take some kind of stand so he's taking his stand I'm sure he will be compensated uh, well said Dana was like well you know he, he just wanted to get more money uh, fighting lesser opposition if I could have a job making more money doing less work I'd rather take that job that, that kind of sounds smart now from the whole competition standpoint okay okay say he's scared he's not scared I mean he is the scariest man in fight sports right now
1: I want to understand how can he be scared when he's asking for two fights against John Jones? Right. That doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't add up. but what was interesting with what, what you said, and why I feel like so here's my prediction. I think the TFL is going to happen. I'm to tell you why. Number one, if you think of all the things that he at off, that he wants health care, um, he, you know, he, he wants to be able to have that flexibility, um, the type of fights. Move I think Jake Paul is coming. If that PSL deal happens, I think Jake Paul is coming, because Jake Paul probably has the ability to provide all that, and give him the flexibility to have the professional fight that he wants to, before that PSL deal officially.
0: Yeah. Some of the stuff I don't see happening, for instance, the healthcare piece, because the pfl they keep raising money for different stuff but well, they definitely don't have money uh for healthcare. like that's huge that they're, they're still scraping by like they're not uh making a profit right now so um fighter advocacy i can see that i mean because jake paul is a fighter advocacy person and the owner is like okay um which that I, 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 we shared last week or say we talked about last week that seems kind of Hokie, how you gonna have owner of the company who's also an advocate for the fighters? That just
1: those two things uh,
0: don't quite add up. But if you think
1: about the bottom line, it's possible. If PSL is literally looking to make a major splash and to try to even come close to overtaking UFC, having all those double benefits that UFC and no one else is providing is the perfect way in. So while yeah, he would be the owner and he's and he wants to advocate, he's still advocating for his bottom line. Because he's creating possibilities that nobody else can create. You already seen the UFC is not gonna budge, they're not gonna move on certain things. So why wouldn't Jake Paul take that? And I'm not even a big Jake Paul fan. I'm going put that out there. I'm not, you know, advocating them like that. But there's a possibility for it. So why not PSL taking that possibility? And maybe even getting additional funding to Paul coming in.
0: Yeah, they're going to need it, but the, the, here's the thing. You keep getting this additional funding, you have to have a return on the investment at some point, or you're not going to be able to get the fund. Which is why I say some, some of the stuff I don't see happening just because in the short run, they don't have that kind of leeway. Now, you know, if they stick around for a while and you know establish themselves and start turning profits, that's a different story. Uh, but they they can't even pay for the uh, the million-dollar payouts at the end of the year with their contract from ESPN. they getting like $5 million or maybe even less than that per year. And they're paying out a million six times over. So um, it, it, it's, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, can, can it happen? Anything can happen. Um, I'm just excited to see where the best place for him to land will be Bellator. That would that would be the best place in the land just because of uh, their roster and who because that that's really the big thing. It's like who is he going to fight um, and and really only person out there heavyweight wise is um, is Ryan Bader unless Steve A breaks free and that's a whole nother ball of wax. It's definitely
1: going to be interesting to see how that plays out over there. Next few weeks to the next few months. So now, moving from one super fight that's not happening to one that's basically done. Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia. Now, Oscar Delahoya recently set a deadline for Tank and Ryan's bout for today. Now, uh, earlier today, he said that they're close and that the deal is basically done, but they need to be putting right. right. So this is what he said. He said the terms have been agreed upon. Everything is agreed upon. The venue, the money, the split of the fighters. Saint and ryan everything was great all we need is to put it on the long form that's basically it i've never heard of a fight getting made a day before the fight or we could be admit it's unheard of so i don't know what um he was referring to Stephen uh es-
0: espinoza
1: um what he was referring to earlier so he said i'm hoping that we get this signed today because there's no time there whatsoever it's all talk right now We've agreed, but I've always said you don't have a deal if you have a time deal did this first. What are your thoughts
0: on that, boys? Um I think it's a lot of posturing on both ends. Um for <laughs> it's interesting. If I'm not mistaken, I think Tank said this thing needs to be done Monday. So then uh Gar- not Garcia, but De La Hoya says no Tuesday. Like, okay, who's like, what, what? What are y'all talking about? Now, one thing Stephen Espinosa said that makes a lot of sense, and what I'm really leaning towards is that a deal cannot be done until Tank's trial in Baltimore, which is scheduled for February 16th. Because you don't know what's going to happen. They may say, you know what? Sir, you um you just got out for some domestic violence stuff a couple weeks ago. Uh we've all seen the tape of you snatching old girl up um just before COVID uh at the Super Bowl uh basketball thing that Mayweather Promotions put on. They also probably saw the the tape from the tunnel where he was more than snatching her up. So you know, now you you hitting people with your car and running and all that kind of stuff, and who else? Who knows what else is on his file, especially there in Baltimore. So you know, they can say, "Nah, dog." You know, you 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 gonna be locked up, you know, for the next six months. How are they gonna fight <laughs> in April if he is not available because he is incarcerated once again? So, uh, what Espinosa said is right. Nothing can happen until about a month from now so until then it's just posturing and a lot of talk on both sides i saw De la hoya uh uh on tmz like, oh yeah 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 uh the contract I, I think it's in my email oh yes i think it's in my email i'm going to talk to ryan now and yeah we should be saying something later today well so later I ain't heard nothing so um, again I think it's a lot of posturing on both sides uh, let's wait until after February 16th because really nothing can happen to them
1: okay. well it's definitely going to be exciting to see I definitely want to see that fight only because I feel like the blowout from that fight is finally going to allow the dominoes to drop to see all the super fights that we're wanting to see so it's definitely going to be a great opportunity for, for both of them Let's go ahead and get that done. Now, when we come to work, we're going to take a quick break uh, and get that quick message from Ozel. Listen, if you haven't gotten a of those pieces yet, they fire. Boy, you ain't got yours on you, do
0: No, I'm not. I don't have them on me today, but I did uh, receive a new shirt to go with uh, my Ozel. So, uh, probably uh, Saturday when I step out to see the fight, you, you'll see me in, in all my Ozelious glory
1: if you catch boys out he can walk around with the blue blue words well when we come back uh we're going to definitely talk about eubank george smith and we're going to get into ufc 283 to get you ready stay tuned to we'll right
0: it's not just about the love of the game it's about dedication and commitment through the process and the patience to endure there's joy in reaching your goals and peace and knowing you've done all you're supposed to do. Ozell brand. It's not just a brand, it's a lifestyle.
1: And welcome back. Now, voice, the British fighting dynasties are literally gonna be front and center this Saturday. There's going to be a clash between the two. It's going to be taking place Saturday, the twenty-first, uh, in Manchester's AO Arena, when Chris Eubank Jr. takes on Liam Smith in a middleweight bout that could set either either man up for a super fight or a title shot. Title shot. With the man. I can't think today. Now, the two fighters are not strangers to one another, as they previously been sparring partners, which has left many wondering what will happen in the two clash. Now, this is going to be dependent on. Who well, you asked how that session went because both of them are either topping the plea, or they're saying, Listen, I got that. Now Eubank stated that he doesn't even remember the session, but that he's better 90% of his sparring partners. Leo Smith, meanwhile, has stated that the session was so successful for him that it gave him the confidence that he could win the bout. He stated they put the rematch clause in. So if he batters his and partners and if he's so confident in his fight, why put that in? Nasty. So that that's proofing black and white is what he said. Whatever happens, there's clearly beef between the two. But you ain't even going as far as putting up a billboard to Taun Smith that said, it won't be the first time that Liverpool has come to Manchester and taken a beat. Now, boys, we've covered a lot of trash talking on the main card. What are your thoughts on this bout between the two and who needs this fight more? Eubank Jr. or Smith?
0: That's a wonderful question as far as who needs it more. Um, neither fighter is undefeated. So uh, no one's O is on the line. Uh, Eubank has lost twice. Uh, Beefy, which is his, his nickname, Liam Beefy Smith, He's lost three times and had a draw. So, from that perspective, a loss doesn't really hurt either one. Um, I think a loss would hurt Eubank more because he's been on such a tear. Uh, Liam is 4-1 and in his last five fights uh, where Eubank is undefeated over those five. And he has been the one who has garnered more attention. Uh, Let's not forget that he was supposed to fight Conor Ben, oh, I want to say in December, and then that fell apart, Uh, and uh, his his, uh, trainer for this fight, Roy Jones Jr., has said, look, I'm training him, but I'm not training him to fight Liam Smith. Like, nobody is, is tripping off this cat, Liam Smith. I'm training him to fight Canelo or to fight triple g that's who we're training for i know we're gonna fight liam smith but nobody's tripping off this dude so for your um for your trainer to make statements like that uh to be the more notable fighter um and the one who's had the fanfare lately it would hurt eubank more than it would hurt smith uh to lose this fight now you know smith does come from a boxing dynasty, as you stated, there in the UK. Uh, most notably his brother Callum, uh who also lost to Canelo. Um, you know, is it, a former champion. He was undefeated when he fought him and uh, lost to him. But uh Liam has fought C- uh Canelo and lost to him as well. He also lost to Jaime Moon which neither of those is uh is anything to sneeze at so. If Eubank is to beat him, that's going to be a nice feather in his cap. Seeing as, um, seeing as the the people who have taken him out have either been undefeated or been like some of the best of the best to ever do it, Um, they've had some some common opponents: Liam, not Smith, um, uh, Liam Williams, being. Uh, the one and you know uh beefy beat him but it was a majority decision where it was a unanimous decision for you back does that mean anything in this no because fighting math does not add up just because you beat someone better doesn't mean that you're going to beat the common opponent the same way uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how the fight uh, takes pl- or what takes place in the fight and how it turns out uh but for eubank well for both of them they want to win because a win leads to bigger things for eubank that uh bigger payoff would be much sooner than uh than later as it would be with smith well, i mean it's definitely gonna be
1: a, a great fight they talked a lot in the media so i'm i'm literally expecting fireworks to happen from this now that's not gonna be the only bout this weekend. also taking place january twenty first um ufc 283 is coming up now the ufc has literally made so many headlines recently outside of the cage it's gonna be great to see back in the thing it's gonna be taking place at the USA arena and New have How about now, in the first match uh, of that, we've actually got this week's voice marking matchup to be available to between the lightweights. Paul Craig takes on Johnny Walker. What well, tells about this and Tell us why this is voice marking matchup.
0: Wow! So, as you all know, there are criteria that go into selecting voice marking matchup. Um, one being something that's close to me, either St. Louis. Missouri Midwest, Nigerian something of that nature you don't have that in this car uh, Another key aspect though is the the ability or I should say the probability of the fight being a performance of the night winner either being uh, you know like knockout or submission or fight of the night. These two gentlemen, yeah they very very rarely see the cards uh either they stop somebody or they get stopped uh and really especially uh for um not Craig but uh, well yeah so we got Paul Craig and Johnny Walker but for Paul Craig if he didn't lose to uh Volcan Ozdemir, he could be challenging for the title he's got five wins in a row uh and a draw uh you know just recently but outside of that you know he he's been winning big time and like i said he's only been to the cards twice in his career where walker's been to the cards three times in his career um and that's over 26 fights the vast majority of his wins are by ko you know so they, they both knock people out uh craig is known for his jiu-jitsu, even though Kung Fu is what is listed as his uh, martial arts discipline, he's known for his, his jiu-jitsu and his grappling. You know, he, snatch, he has snatched victory from the jaws of defeat on more than one occasion. Uh, for Walker, um, you know, he's really fighting for his, his promotional life. You know, he's lost two out of three fights over the past five, and you go back even further, you know it, it's it's even more than that he loses this fight is not going to be good for him he did bounce back with the win over iwan kutalaba in his last bout but if he wants to stay in the ufc he's got to keep winning he can't uh lose like he's been losing he came in to zufa uh and i'll say zufa because we'll include his match on dana white contender series but he came in 4-0 and then since then it's been lose two win one lose two win one you know so he really really needs a win to stay in it but he's gonna give it his all and more than likely the judges uh will just have a ringside seat for excellent fight their input won't be needed
1: that was amazing so it sounds like two hungry fighters so i can understand why it's the worst of Mark natural because he definitely um it's a full card, though. I mean, probably I'm gonna add to my favorite list. Nicknames for this next one, and this is why this card is so amazing. So, there's two premier title fights on this uh, on this card. So, next up, pick me small. I smile just by saying it. In one of the premier title fights on this card, the UFC Flyweight Championship is going to be decided in a fourth bout. The fourth bout is expected to give either one of these men the advantage when uh, davidson Figueroa takes on Brandon Moreno. Now, since their initial meeting at UFC 256, Figueroa's won once, Moreno's won once, and then they fought to a majority draw. Now, uh davidson re- recently stated that Brandon Moreno and I don't like each other. When we step in the octagon, we want to put on an amazing show for the fans and everybody who likes Figueroa versus Miranda. It's my fourth fight with this guy. I'm definitely going there to end this once and for all. Now, he also said that uh, no matter what, he's actually eager to end the bout because he wants to make a move up to bantamweight, which is something that he's actually considered since his injury in 2020 when he entered the injury in his hand. So, Voice, what are your thoughts on this fourth bout? And what do you think about Stinky moving up to Bantamore?
0: I'm glad you brought that up because that was in my notes to discuss. Um, anyone who's seen any of the three previous fights knows that you are in for an absolute treat. Uh, if the title wasn't online, the it definitely would be the Voices Marking matchup and is probably um, favored as being the fight of the night just because of how these gentlemen bring it um the first time they fought we have to remember that uh figgy was in the hospital twice he went in the hospital just before uh the fight happened got cleared came out fought and then went back to the hospital uh and that was the draw uh the second fight he said he was not feeling well which is the reason that he believes that uh assassin baby which is uh his nickname I love uh that nickname but uh that's why he feels like assassin baby was able to beat him and beat him so easily in the third fight he you know was at full strength and we saw a different fight was it a very very close fight absolutely uh as all of the fights have been with the exception of the time that uh Moreno uh choked him out they've always been close fights so I and and Here's the thing, he's he's too big for his britches. You know, he's getting too big for his britches. He really should move up because it's so difficult for him to make 125. So I think win or lose, he'll move up. Um if he wins, that may give him a little more cachet. I don't think it'll be like the other champions who have gone up and will immediately challenge for the belt because there's so many moving parts going on at 135 and so many people uh, who are notable that are coming up so I, I wouldn't see that being um, that being the case but could he be one fight in and get it yeah he could um, so it, it's interesting and, and um, I'm interested in seeing him move up but I'm more interested in seeing how this fight turns out because this fight really due to their draw it settles it, you know, they're they're one and one with a draw, so whoever wins uh will come out victorious. Now, Assassin Baby, whew, he absolutely destroyed Kai Car France in his last bout to get the interim championship, uh, which he'll look to unify with uh Figueredo in this fight, but he's got a lot of stuff going on, too. You know, he he I don't I can't say he's looking. Uh, he's looking ahead, but he's got a lot of stuff in his recent past. He switched camps when he fought Kakar France, and whose camp did he go to? Glory Kickboxing and MMA, headed by the now infamous James Krause. So, you know, all, all of a sudden, as you're training and preparing for this title fight, you know, you you got your mojo back because you're under this, this new leadership, and now this new leadership is gone. How is that going to impact things? I saw him doing some training with Saudo, who he's trained with in the past uh, because of their links on the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, You know, so getting some good work there, training with Champion um, um, Jean Wei Li, you know, and 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 people like that. But it's going to be interesting to see what his game plan is going to look like and and what all he can really implement and or uh, do with such a big switch so close to the fight
1: I think what's interesting about this and it's going to be an exciting fight especially if you've seen the, the, the previous three but what's, what's interesting is Davidson hasn't fought since his loss which right. was in 2021 so you've been literally stewing on this loss since it happened
0: well he, um, he won that fight in 2021 but he's been out since then he was hurt
1: oh I'm sure to he lost
0: no, he uh he won the last matchup uh that they had and that was his last fight.
1: Yeah, so but I mean he's literally been kinda stewing on that. So I'm eager to see exactly what's you know, what's gonna happen between the two. Um I do wanna see what happens when he moves up to Bantu when he goes to uh Bantamate. Because one of the things they complained about was constantly having to make the way for flyweight and the anxiety sometimes it gave him. To him. Um, that's definitely going to be a great bout in ironically, That's not even the last title fight that we have uh, for the night. Now, a UFC light heavyweight championship bout for the vacant title between former champion Brother Teixeira and DeMond Hill is actually expected to be the headline of the full main event. But this is expected to be the headline of the event. Now, Teixeira was originally expected to compete at UFC 282 as a challenger in the rematch against giri uh but Jiri pulled out a vacation title after uh i believe it was a serious shoulder injury. whoever was recently seen training with alex Pereira in preparation to face the 11-1 jamal hill so boys what are we expecting here because i know before a lot of people weren't really too excited about the, the previous uh championship fight and now i'm seeing people just kind of like oh, I want to see what's going to happen, see how much whoever can really take this. Time. But what are your thoughts on this about and what are your thoughts on seeing him tra- train
0: uh with the current champion? Well, as far as let's we'll take it from uh last first. Training with the for, with the current champion, uh that's how it's supposed to happen because he is the trainer for the current champion. So I would expect if he is training him and giving him work to prepare for his fights that uh, he would do the same for his, his his trainer his master in Glover Teixeira now as far as this fight being made you know we, we have to remember when everything fell apart with Yeri. he said he being Glover like look if you want to give me uh, Jan because I have dispatched him before I'll do that fight but if you want me to fight angoliah let's put it on the card in brazil i'm at home it gives me a month uh to get ready for it you know i, I can prepare better because that's such a different style than what i had to face with yuri or the style that yam brings ufc's like nope i uh-uh, don't gotta have this fight so uh that's that and then what happens they go out and fight to a draw uh they upset and i mean the ufc really has had a bad couple of months uh you know really kind of starting with that card and continuing on into this year you know so they say, nope okay uh they fought to a draw no winner uh still vacant and now it's jamal smith and uh and and glover which again glover should have been fighting for it anyway but you know th- things happen and it seems as if there's been a bit of course correction even though the ufc uh chose a, or tried to go a different way jamal hill he i i don't know if the spot is too big for him mm-hmm. uh I, I initially i felt like it might be and time will tell as to whether it is i mean he has headlined the last two fights uh that he's been on but those if i'm not mistaken have both been in the apex too so even though you're the headliner eh, it's not eh, you, you don't carry it doesn't carry the same kind of weight as headlining for a show uh that's going to be in front of uh in front of people I mean not that there's nobody at the apex but it's not like uh, an arena full of folks and definitely not like it's going to be in Brazil you know he's fought some people with names but most of them are on the downside like OSP and Tiago Santos you know he uh, was supposed to fight uh, Smith supposed to fight uh, um, um, God I, I see his face and I can't think it's his Uh, Anthony Smith. I want to call him Alexander so bad. Anyway, he's supposed to face Anthony Smith, uh, but that fell out. That would have been a good challenge. That would have really helped us to see where Jamal is. Granted, he's only had one loss, which was to the Bear Jew, which is why I said uh, if not for that loss to Volkan, he might be the one fighting for a title right now. Um, You know, outside of that, though, he's been undefeated. But he's going in against a true Vet, a former champion someone who is now fighting for the title for what his fourth time yeah so you know this is you're going to get somebody uh, you know a legend uh, like a first ballot hall of famer and it's really clear even though uh, Jamal Hill trains out of um, or I should say the the place he trains is supposedly a jiu-jitsu place i've never seen his ground game ever (laughs) like ever in life um and we know glover can uh can snatch up a, a submission at a moment and that he has power so you know really for glover this is the last hurrah you're fighting at home um and it's not a given that with a win, he doesn't go ahead and retire later this year, or that he even defends the belt. You know, he he wants the rematch with Yeri, but I'm not sure that he can wait long enough for Yeri uh, to get well and to come back. Uh, his experience alone should be enough for him to win this bout. Uh, but the bouts take place in the cage or uh, in the ring for a reason, because uh, on paper things look one way, but in reality, anything can happen.
1: It was interesting to see uh what Gary had to say. Gary said he didn't feel like Jamal Hill deserved to be uh in the crowd about but then on the flip side he also said he was okay um with not having on the match against the share So I'm not sure exactly how that would work if the sheriff comes out on top. Um but it would be interesting. I did know that I did find out that um he was actually his last in fights would be been part of the night or performance of the night. So then He's got something to prove, I think, but you're definitely right, because the sheriff can, that, that that submission, uh, something he does so quickly is ridiculous. Even watching footage of it, yet, I So, um, it's definitely going to be a great bout. It's going to be a great card overall. Make sure to tune in. Make sure to follow the voice on Twitter, because you know the voice is going to have feedback on it. We got multiple TVs. He's going to dig. This is what the voice does. Um, so we've been happy to prepare you for this weekend's bouts. Voice, give us your last word. I know you had a few things that you also uh, wanted to talk about. So give us your last word and take us out. Sir.
0: Yeah, so final words uh, would be that uh, again, we're recording this on Tuesday, uh, January 17th. And reportedly on tomorrow, the 18th, Dana White slap league is supposed to debut on TBS. This is this is some time foolery when it was first announced i was like what not watching that garbage watching people stand up and, and and slap each other like this is this is uh to to borrow a uh a phrase that is used and made popular by mike tyson this is ludicrous it's absolutely ludicrous But what makes it even stranger that they would go through with this is that Dana White just got done slapping his wife and the whole world knows about it. And what is this? It's his slap week. Slap lead. Dana White's slap lead. This this is crazy to me. And as we were talking about this off air, uh, as far as uh, Dana White and any kind of punishment or anything of that nature is concerned, Uh, It will only happen if the people call for it. And the fact that the slap league is going forward means that there aren't enough people saying that this should not be. We'll see what happens ratings wise and all that stuff. But I mean, even when Dana uh, promoted it with a tweet, he got roasted uh, in the comments. So we'll see this this sounds like yet another L like I said uh, before the UFC has been kind of losing over the past couple months and this sounds like another L just waiting to happen now one thing that's not a loss is that on the uh, Eubank Smith card you got Richard he'll be fighting Uh, not that he's guaranteed to win or anything of that nature but uh, he's definitely um, one to watch as far as upcoming fighters are concerned so you know if you have the zone you have access to uh see uh the fight uh definitely make sure you're there for the co-main event because uh richard Riakpo uh he brings it
1: definitely definitely gonna be a great weekend uh for for combat sports there's so much to say about the dana white in the ufc situation I'm not really a fan of how much everything is being swept under the rug. Like, when you compare it to, and, and it doesn't, it's like, it's not comparing, oh, what's worse, but it's like, when you look at the the, the covers that Kyrie Irving got, or when you look at covers that others get, even like I said, if you look at Brett Favre's covers, it just seems like to be a larger disparity that needs to be talked about and it needs to be bought up. So, it'll be interesting to see what those ratings are going to look like and how that's going to play out when that launches. Um, uh, tomorrow actually so um, it's been an amazing show ladies and gentlemen MTMV sports we're you we are the fans we're individuals who love talking about sports who love sports we got group chats going on all kinds of stuff the voice is literally battering my basketball teams on a daily basis and his basketball team is trash but this is what the, team, this uh, the is what we I'm
0: sorry the, the Celtics are trash they're trash, they're if, trash. if you call leading uh, the east and I don't, I don't think we're leading the NBA, but leading, leading the East?
1: They can't beat the Bulls or the Raptors who are not even in playoff contention. So I'm not even going to go
0: there. It's an 82-game season. Everybody has an off night.
1: <laughs> I'm not trying to hear that. Like I was saying, MTMB Sports, make sure that you like, share, and subscribe and follow us. We have everything that you need, anything that you're wanting to see. Uh, we've even got articles. Voice has written some great articles. And we got merch. Boy, got a brand
0: new shirt with some I mean, new rocky shirts so oh, I I am uh, it as soon as possible I'm I'm rocking it uh my grands are gonna be rocking it uh, they, they they getting their onesies so they can rock it my kids gonna be rocking it it's just it's gonna be all over. I'm getting the MtmV uh 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 joggers too to go with it I'm tell you uh, the only thing I need is some green nose and uh it'd be' You know it'd be a murder scene all over the place just just shinobi and saint louis all over the place
1: the voice the voice that keeps blue so i'm gonna let him have that well uh, you
0: say i got the glow so
1: thank you for joining us for another episode we appreciate you tuning with us uh i'm being able to say voice take it out
0: until next time fight the good fight
1: Keep it locked right here. You are listening to MTMB Sports.